to the Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock. Today's, I don't know, it's one of those days, man, like yesterday, <laughs> fuck, I went out, uh, good intentions, I was like, hey, I'm just gonna go out, have a couple beers, uh, actually did a couple live shows out and about, uh, which will be here and here in the next week, and or two weeks, so you'll get one next week and you get one the following week, and one's gonna be a very special show, I'm, I'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag, but, uh, I will say this, the old school fans will really, really dig it. So, And I think the old school fans are really going to dig this show as well. Because uh, I got my boy Erex at the end of this, uh, my little format today. So I'm not going to talk a lot, not like I usually do. Not, not going to go on and on and on. Because uh, I've got just a killer interview with Eric Martin from Mr. Big. And he talks about uh, the reunion, and or not reunion, but the uh, I guess I'm getting back together and doing it one more time. So I'm sure you see it all over social media, Instagram, and all that stuff. So yeah, Eric E-Rex is what we call him here at therightdrock.com and the Ragman Show. So E-Rex is at the end of the show, and uh, I hope you dig it. So started the show with Revolution Saints. Uh, so that was a band with uh, Dean Castronovo. Uh, was Doug Aldridge, now Joel Holkstra, and Jack Blade. So I like that song. It was pretty cool. Uh, got a heavier vibe to it, which I dig. Uh, the other stuff that had come out from them was a bit more polished, uh, which is kind of what you think it's going to be a little bit. I think it's they're one of those bands, I think, that was put together like, hey, you, you rock, you rock, you rock. Uh, we're going to write music, but we want you to play it and interpret it the way you would play it with your, you know, your style. So, though being good, it just, it just really, and 
it just didn't really grab me a whole bunch. I would have rather those guys gotten in a room and written the music. So I don't know if things have changed with them. I would like to talk to one day or somebody in the band and just say, how is the songwriting process going now opposed to what it was when the birth, uh, I guess the band was first conceived for Frontiers. So Serafino at uh, Frontiers, you're awesome, dude. And you get a lot of these great artists together and do stuff like this. Sometimes I just wish uh, maybe they could write more. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, uh, maybe things have changed. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you like, you know, when bands, super groups, if you will, uh, get together and, you know, is, is something taken away if they're not actually writing the music and they're just playing and putting their footprint on it or stamp on it with their guitar solo, drums, vocals, whatever? Uh, or is it, uh, are you okay with it where somebody else is writing it and it's, I don't know, it's kind of generic, more AOR stuff. I don't know. This one's got a little edge to it, and I, I like it. So uh, be curious to hear the rest of the record and see how that goes. So, dude, I, I've been doing some shows. So I know you know we last episode you heard Trauma. I interviewed them and saw Marty Friedman in Queen Track was sick. So didn't get to see them. But uh, this week I got to see Fit for a King. Uh, and, man, they were amazing. Uh, North Lane. And Alpha Wolf, and there's a band called Kingdom. I always forget their fucking name. <laughs> I, I saw them. Check the Instagram post. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, really, really good shows this week. Uh, I tell you what, it was fucking weird, man. I uh, I think I mentioned a few shows back that I'd injured my leg. Yeah, you said you injured it jerking off. No, I didn't injure it jerking off. How are you going to hurt your leg, your right leg, if you're jerking off? If you get in the right position and you kind of slip mid-stroke, trust me, you can hurt yourself. I do trust you. I do trust you. No, that didn't happen. So, I got to say, the, the, the leg was healing. It was feeling great. And I met my friend Trudy and her boyfriend Tyler, and we went and had a beer prior to the show. Uh, they didn't go. I, I went solo. So, uh, I had my beer or two. And was going to the venue. I was like, I'm going to be a good boy. St. Patrick's Day. I don't want to be drinking and driving. So I'm going to drink early. Maybe have one at the venue. And then done. So that was my plan. That's I stuck to it. I will tell you that. So you'd be poor, proud of me. But anyway. So I'm, I, I'm, I haven't tested the leg yet. Because I was like, the last few times I've gone for a run. It's, I've just said, I'm just going to walk. I'm not going to push it. Because I'm sick and tired of this fucking leg hurting. So anyway, I was like uh, trying to cross the street to go from where I was at this one brewery, which is pretty awesome. It's located directly across the street. How cool is that? So I'm running across the street or jogging. Not even jogging. Just kind of like quickly moving my feet and boom, it happens again. I was like, fuck, what is going on? I don't know. I mean, somebody's like, you got to take fish oil. So I bought fish oil. Now the fish oil doesn't fucking work. I don't know what's going to work. All I know is my fucking leg hurts. And I'm tired of it. I don't want it anymore. I just, I just want to get past it. Is it part of getting old? Because I tell you what. My mindset will not let me get old. No. No. It's like, fuck you. You think you're old. You look in the mirror like, ah, oh, that's a wrinkle. No, fuck off, dude. We're not old. 
we stay young. You stay young at heart, right? You've got to think you're young and just keep that mentality rather than just going through the, the trunges of, oh, I'm getting old and I'm boring now. And I don't want to do nothing but watch TV and fucking play with myself. No, I like to be out. And I, I actually hang out with people younger than me to keep me young. Oh, plus the rock and roll. I really think rock and roll does. It's a fountain of youth. It really is. You know what else is a fountain of youth? And you can drink it? Mr. G. to do that every time? It's got to be less erotic, sir. Oh, well. I, that's how I open a beer. I, I do it at a restaurant. They're like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> so anyway, we got a good one today. Let me pour this. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. Uh, this one is from one of my travels to Denver, Colorado. Uh, the brewery is Cerebral. So this one's really cool, man. It's called Luminous Glow. Uh, it's an India Pale Ale with vanilla. And I'm a sucker for vanilla, man. So uh, the hops in this, the hop profile is Nectron, Citra, and Strata. It's 7% ABV. So the can itself is really kind of cool. It's uh, like a lot of like blue aqua dots all over the can. Almost like suds or something. And then you got the brain for Cerebral, which is their... Uh, logo thing and then just written uh, in plain ink here luminous glow so the can looks like it could be glowing or something like that so it's really cool i like this so presentation of the can i dig i'd give it a four if i saw it in the store didn't really know the brewery i was like hmm as soon as i read the description of india pale with vanilla i was like okay i'm in i gotta try that so now to the important part the beer the beer looks fucking amazing it's uh very very hazy golden pineapple looks like pineapple juice lots of head and the lacing just stick into the bloody glass man so i think you see where this is gonna go all right so we'll get a little whiff here oh dude you can totally smell the vanilla and like uh kind of a sweetness i bet you this is gonna be very creamy citrusy and i think i'm gonna get a good punch of vanilla so let's clink it Oh, yeah, baby. Mm. It's a little bit more bitter than I thought. But, God, that vanilla just hits you right on the palate, dude. Mmm. Oh, citrus. Oh, so good. So good. So, tell you what. 
John hit the horns. Good, good, good. All right, let's play some. Uh, let's play some winery dogs because uh, Eric's talked a little bit about winery dogs. I got a brand new record. Let's play something off that. Let's check it out. Because it is a short show again, uh, but uh, I guarantee you the next few shows coming up, uh, they're going to be a little bit longer. Uh, uh, and again, the old school guys are going to be so happy uh, for what the next show is going to be. So I was excited to do that show, and then the following show after that uh, is really cool too. Uh, got uh, got some cool people joining me on the show here recently. So anyway, um, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, I know a lot of you people love Eddie Trunk, and uh, thank God he's not here today. Uh, but, you know, why is he emceeing shows? And, you know, what value does that bring to the concert goer? I mean, if you like that metal show or you like his radio show or whatever, and I will, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I liked his stuff early on. Uh, but then when it just got Mr. Know-All and, oh, look who I'm jerking off today on the text message and all that, it just got a bit much for me. And I was like, you know what? I checked out. I don't listen anymore. I really don't give a fuck. But when I want to go see a show and I see he's going to be there, I get turned off. I don't that's, I don't fucking want to go listen to this guy. Go, oh, I'm Eddie Trunk and, oh, oh, I jerked off on myself to uh, Carrie Kelly last night and, and I'm going to jerk off John Sykes and all. Oh, I don't need that. I don't want that. What about, why, why do promoters think that having him on the ticket or bill, whatever you want to fucking call it, is going to bring in people? I know people that are saying, I don't want to fucking go because he's there. I don't need to see his fat head up there. Why? I don't know. Why am I irritated? I'm always irritated. I really am. But I don't know. I don't know the value. So uh, my friend Lee and I were debating going to the winery dogs, who we just played. And uh, he's like, I don't want to go because... One, the venue shit, and then number two, I don't want to see Eddie Trunk. He goes, are you going? 
I was like, ah, let me look. So tickets are 20 bucks. I'm like, ah, oh, man. I'm not the hugest Winery Dogs fan, just to be honest. I do like them, and every guy, I like every guy in the band. But the music they put out, it, it doesn't do a ton for me. It's okay. Um, and they do have songs I really like, but I, I don't know. Is it, is it enough for me to go? But for 20 bucks, I'm like, huh, I'd probably do that. And then he's like, well, Eddie Trunk's there. I'm like, well, fuck. Now I don't know if I want to go. I, it's 20 bucks maybe too much at that point. I don't know if I want to pay 20 bucks to see fucking Eddie Trunk. Even though he's just going to be up there for five or ten minutes. Why do I have to put up with that? So if I was going to go, I actually was going to go late uh, and miss him <laughs> so I could just see Wandering Dogs. But my girl's about to leave town and I've chosen to hang out with her tonight. So no Winery Dogs for me, but we did play Winery Dogs and they are touring. And great, great band. Uh, Billy Sheehan, Richie Cosson, Mike Portnoy. Check them out in your town and hopefully you don't have to deal with Eddie Truck. Go! All right, guys, I got to go. This is a quick one. Let's play some Mr. Big and let's talk to Eric Martin. But before I let you go, I want to give you one big hose. guys i've got uh i i i can i think i can call this guy a friend he's been on the show a lot whenever he comes to texas we hook up we hang out have a beer maybe or two my good friend or ten or ten or end up i don't even want to bring up that last story that's probably best left unsaid yeah, yeah, she's, <laughs> hey, let's start this intro again <laughs> yeah, 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 you're gonna start getting all depressed and, and like you know Look out, he's on the top of the, he's going to (laughs) jump. I'm talking to my good friend, Mr. Eric Barton. Eric, welcome to the Solo Ragman Show, man. I know, what, what happened? You know, that's that's what people say to me all the time when they look at the album and they look at the stage and they look at the album and they look at me and they go, what happened? (laughs) Yeah, what's going on with... (laughs) What happened to you? So you're solo, right? Yes. So Genghis has taken a hiatus, um, and so he's going to be doing the show uh, less and less. And so he said, uh, "Brother, run with it. I know you love it. 
keep doing it and uh, make me proud. So I'm doing my best to make Genghis proud. Yeah, good. I thought there was some sort of nefarious, not nefarious, but you know, like, like somebody else goes, I don't like, I don't like you anymore, and then you move on. So I'm glad that he's here in spirit. Good. He isn't here. He's always here in spirit for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. So I've been doing it. I'm uh, about ten episodes in. So. It's been fun, man. I've been, been uh, doing it weekly now, so uh, I'm busy. Oh, downhill from back here. Yeah, no shit. Well, let's see where this conversation goes. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Well, hey, man. Welcome. It's good to hear your voice, man. It's been a while, dude. Uh, I think the last time I saw you was in Dallas when you were playing with the Trickster guys, and that was yeah. a year or two ago, right? Yeah, playing with the Trickster guys. <laughs> yeah, PJ and. P.J. Farley and Steve Brown, those knuckleheads from New Jersey. Um, and I think Joey Casada was playing with me as well. Yeah, Joey, too. Joey, from uh, Z-Rock. Yeah. From, yeah, from Z-Rock. Yeah, uh, he's funny. He's a really... I, I like the little thing that we have on stage together. It's kind of a rat pack. You know, some jokes and ball busting and pretty much what we do... Every time we talk on the telephone, it was just ball busting and rock and roll. Anyway, I like playing with those guys. They're fun. Uh, but, they, you know, they're all busy now. Steve Brown's got his, got a record. I don't know if he's working on it or he's coming out. PJ Farley's going out with Fozzie. Uh, Joey is doing his thing. He's got, he teaches at School of Rock in the East Coast. So, but he's doing their thing. And I, I'm going to Nashville on March 16th, 17th, and 18th, and there's no breaks at all. And on the 19th, I think it's on the 19th, I'm flying to Brazil again. Uh, this is gonna be my my third time in the last five six months um, doing a South American tour, and it's not gonna, but it's not. It's not going to be acoustic, it's electric. I have a really great rock and roll band backing me up. And some of the shows are going to be with Jeff Scott Soto. Awesome. I've done this before with Jeff. Yeah, he's. I love Jeff. I love hanging with him. I don't like drinking with him because he's a big boy. You know, he's really tall. And he just, I don't know where he stores it, but he drinks those drinks from South America. I can never pronounce it. Uh, Hyperianers? Mojitos? Capri Anderson, it's like a mojito, but it's yeah. called Capri Anderson. I, yeah. I, I have, I have Brazilian friends who are just gonna school, school me and slap me down when you hear me saying it. But Jeff could drink those, and they're man, you drink two, you drink. Well, I drank three, one time, and I was opening to him, and I went on. It was at a, it was in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I opened to him. And then I went back, and then he had made these drinks for me, and I slammed him. And I was just—I just wanted to go. I, you know, I, I don't drink on stage, but I, I wanted to go out in the audience and or hang by the soundboard, even or in the front row, and just you know throw my fist up and and just rock out with Jeff. But then he called me out to sing on a song. It was Mr. Big song actually too. I think it was Daddy Brother. But oh my God, I was wasted. It was like. <laughs> it was like what is a one? It's like, what is it? One potato, two potato, three potato floor. 
So you're you're about to get into all that nonsense again with him. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it again, but I'm, I'm, I'll curb my drinking. I, I don't trust him. I love. <laughs> um, we're gonna be playing this place called Stone's Music Bar. Uh, it, it's a really big club. I mean, yeah, it's, it's you can easily fit like a thousand people in it. And I've done it before with him. We, you know, he's doing his. He's doing like a a Queen tribute. And then I'm going to be playing, you know, music of Mr. Big and solo stuff and maybe some covers or whatever. It's a big fun night. And, uh, I usually open to him and then I, and then I go on later. But at this time, like, like I said about the drinking thing, I'm not going to be drinking this time because I know he's going to call me up and, you know, it's going to be fine. Me somebody to love. I don't want to be, you know, loosey goosey when I get up on stage and sing some Queen to. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm doing some of the. Uh, so South America is a is a big one, but the national thing is pretty big too. Doing a jam on Friday with uh, all kinds of great players. Uh, Paul Taylor. My, I grew up with this guy, Paul Taylor, the keyboard player for Winger. Um, and he, and Steve Perry, right, you know, does records with Steve and stuff, but Paul's gonna play, um, this guy, Jason Hartless, uh, young gun, uh, drummer that plays with, uh, Ted Nugent. He played with me on the last road trip. I haven't talked to you in a while, but I went on tour with Michael Shanker opening. Oh, yeah, I saw that, dude. You wanna, yeah, it was really, it was really good. Was Wasp on that too, or no? Who? Uh, I think that uh, Wasp joined on at some point. Or Shanker Wasp, started supporting. Yeah, they, they after us. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we we did like twenty three shows, and then Wasp. Uh, I I left to go to a wedding. I had to cut this tour short to go to a wedding. Oh, Not bummer. my own, thank God. Hey, that one one good plus. It wasn't my own, <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, and, he, and Wasp did Nashville, and maybe they did Texas as well. But so we, yeah, I did twenty three shows with Michael Shanker, and my band was PJ Farley, Paul Pesco from Holland Oats, uh, and Madonna actually too. We played with Madonna, and and he backed her up. Anyway, oh, wow, backed short. into her, or backed her up. Yeah, hey, he backed into, into something as much as you want to. Right? <laughs> yeah, my hands. Um, me, Paul, PJ, and then this kid, Jason Hartless, and he's really, really good. Great drummer. And he's going to be playing with me in this jam, and so is Ben Hands, uh, plays percussion with Kip Winger, and he's going to be playing percussion and drums, and, you know, it will be a core band, and that's a jam. And then on Saturday is, uh, the Rock and Pod. Rock and Pod, to me, I have no clue really what it is. But I'm thinking it's like a NAM show for radio people. Am I close? Um, I guess I'm far enough out of the loop that I don't even know what that is. Oh, dude, you better start getting hip. Because yeah. Guys, yeah. Maybe you and I should start getting hip. So. <laughs> so, and there's interviews, and I'll probably stop up some booths and do some interviews, but there's one big interview that I'm doing on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I've never done this before. This is kind of cool scratch this off my bucket list but I'm, but I'm playing an acoustic rock show but before it John Jameson uh, uh, the you know one of the guys that was with Eddie Trunk Don Jameson Jim Florentine 
Eddie Trunk doing that metal show mm-hmm. back in the day, and so Don Jameson and Craig Gass, another comedian. Yeah, Craig's funny as shit. I like Craig a lot. Yeah, they're they're both cut-ups, man. So they're going to do this comedy show, and I'm their special guest comedian. Oh wow! And yeah, and before I, the reason why I was late, I was talking to the producer Courtney about, uh, you know. I'm going to come up and tell some stories about the rock world and bust some balls and that kind of stuff. And, uh, and we we're just talking about our com- our comedy routine that we're going to do before my my rock show, my acoustic rock show. So that's kind of fun. I've never done that before. When I'm on stage, you know, you've seen me before. I'm funny, and but it's all improv. I'll have a couple little things I say that are shtick just to... You know, just to get people comfortable and like, oh, Mr. Big Mouth is going to talk now. And but this thing is, I get to to do a ten minute routine, you know, or ten or fifteen minute uh, show. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> badass, fun. dude. It is badass. We've never done it before. Hey, dude, you could kill it, Eric. I've known you. I don't know how many years we've known each other now, but you're such a fucking natural <laughs> cut up, dude. You're going to kill it. I, you know what? Thank you for saying that. I am natural when I'm on stage. It's improv, busting balls, making some jokes, making everybody happy, and and then singing, singing my ass up. And it, and that's fun to do. But when you're doing the comedy world, I mean, it's written that you you have to memorize shit. And you, you know, like these these guys are professionals. They go out and they they do great, or or when they they get new material, they bomb, right? And then uh-huh. they come back and they go to the drawing board. This is me going out there. Uh, you know, I could get the hook in the end. I don't know. Well, you know what? I'm just going to throw something out there that I think might be funny is, you know, kind of do your shtick. It's like, uh, pull out a piece of paper with, like, one of the worst jokes you could ever tell and then see how that would go. Does that make any sense or no? <laughs> yeah. It could be kind of funny yeah, if we're like, no, no, oh, no, God, no. that's fucking horrible. But it's so horrible, yeah. it's fucking funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, okay. you're like, Ragman, you do that shit. It's see how it yeah, goes. If it was back in the 70s and 80s, uh, uh, pre-cell phones, I could get away with that shit. You know, they go, oh, God, it's Iron Martin. He, was, he stunk, but he, he was kind of funny. And then, and then, but nowadays, you know, you put it on Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah. Knows, <laughs> Maybe that's a better scrap that idea. <laughs> yeah, scrap that idea because man, I have seen people in my audience. Back in the day, I used to go, "Hey, really? Do you have to shove a camera in my face with a beer in your hand and a sit and light in a uh, Marlboro light, you know, and smoke?" And because yeah, there's no clapping, there's no rock and roll experience. It's just. You're kind of a documentary, you know, yeah. whatever person. Anyway, um, I've seen people in the audience with their like talking on microphones, doing Facebook Live. I get two or three of them in the same show. Holy shit! What happened to the rock and roll experience? Anyway, well, yeah, dude, hey, hey, I'm not here to complain. Well, that's so fucking annoying too, and you know, even like on the like. Facebook or whatever, Instagram or whatever, and some dickheads fucking live. You're like, this sounds like shit, and you you're so far back, you can't really see anything. Why don't you just take a picture and say, hey, I'm seeing so and so. 
Yeah, you know what? I gotta tell you, I'm totally contradicting myself. I was in, uh, I was in England, and I was in a place called Stoke-on-Trent. It's kind of near, uh, they call it the Black Country, um, I think maybe Glenn Hughes was from there in that area, but anyway, uh, one of my favorite bands growing up, an AOR band from England, they were called, uh, they are called FM. Oh yeah, really, I know them. Really great, oh, really great band. And we both did the same song back in the 80s. I did a song called Every Time I Think of You. I can't remember who wrote it. It was a uh, songwriter and uh, A&R guy gave it to me and was like, Every time I think of you, I keep hoping there's a place very my very R and B yeah with rock overtones right and FM did it as well and I was in the audience I was way in the back and I'm holding my camera up with the video and, I'm, <laughs> and I can see fans of mine looking at me going shame shame <laughs> <laughs> we all do it even though we bitch about it and call and make no, no, fun of no, no. people Alan I get it when it's done, you know, you, I did it on the sly and got it. I mean, I, I look at it all the time. I, I, I mean, I listen. I didn't do it for the whole song, but I did a little, little bit, just to maybe even. I don't know. It's just you know that I was there, posterity. I was in England. I'm, I'm watching sure. my favorite band. Here I am doing this, but I would never be in the front row shoving a camera. Uh, 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 Steve Overland, who's the lead singer, you know, shoving it in his face and go, ah, you know, I would never do that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, just, ah, what I do is I'll take like little video of the band, maybe from the beginning of the song to the chorus, and I send it to a friend, like, dude, I'm here, it's so fucking badass. I've never done the live thing where I went live streaming with trying well, to do that yeah, you know but I, don't, I get your yeah. point being right up front it's like come on dude let me concentrate the whole thing without like I don't care you know when somebody has balls enough to come up to me and it really hasn't happened can I record this show and put it on Facebook live I'm like okay how much do I get no I, I, I don't <laughs> but I go, I go I'll say yeah sure why not but when they just do it, that bothers me. Yeah. And then they all, and they, look, just like you said, they sent it to a friend. Oh, God, I totally feel like I'm going to cancel, you know, half my audience. But <laughs> when, when the audience, when they, when they go, oh, there's this girl from, you know, Germany or Poland or Asia or Italy. Uh, turkey, whatever, and she can't make it to the show, so she, you know, wants to see this thing, and can I video it? And I'm like, okay. And, you know, like, I look at my itinerary, and I'm playing all these places in, like, two weeks, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Well, dude, do you ever get worried about, I mean, you're playing almost every day, right? Do you get worried about your voice getting kind of shredded? Uh, or no? <laughs> Yeah, or no, this is a stupid-ass question hey. to a singer. Of course, I worry about it all the time. Are you kidding? I mean, I, I look, I pass the mirror and I go, 
ah, fuck, there's no hope for you. You know, I don't look... <laughs> You're done. I don't, I don't look like, you know, like when I was making this joke earlier to you, and I kind of make this as part of the shtick where people come to the gigs and they bring their Lean Into It albums or the first Mr. Big album. Mainly Lean Into It because it's got a really good picture on the back. And they look at it and they look at me and they look at it and they look at me and they go, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I mean, look, I'm I'm okay with it. It's 34 years ago when that first Mr. Big album, 30 years ago when Lean Into It came out. And so, yeah, do I have the beautiful curly long hair? Can I fit in size 24 inch uh, Levi jeans? No. but I still have the same voice. I'm 10, 15, 20 pounds uh, heavier than I was, and I don't have the long hair anymore. But it's the voice that that I have left that I can that I you know you know what I mean. Yeah. And do I take care of it? Hell yeah. Do I not when I'm home? Do I take care of it? Hell no. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, oh God, they, you know even my. I go to these doctors, these throat doctors, and I got a, I got a nebulizer which has a saline kind of solution, and I, you know, it basically like an inhaler, and I have that, and I have tons of different odd cough remedies with all kinds of weird teas and everything. I should write a book about all the cool stuff that I have that sometimes works, right? Yeah, and. And I and I do that, but then the doctor goes, "Hey, you know, maybe you want to curb the drinking, or like you know, don't smoke or anything." And I tell people all the time, "Don't smoke, don't drink when you go out on the road." But boy, when you're at home, especially those COVID years, killed me because uh, when I came home from Europe, 2020, uh, and then basically it was a lockdown, and it was me and my. 16,000 rolls of toilet paper you know sitting there in the bunker I remember we uh, talked during that I don't know if you remember we we were the Onion Brothers remember neither one of us were bathing yeah we were like uh, (laughs) I I, I shed a tear when Ozark uh, you know went off the air oh me too you know I kind of shed a tear we are like there's nothing to watch on Netflix oh well I'll drink and man I drank so heavy in 2021 and in 2022 you're going to love to hear this because you know you hate you hate success stories of drinking but uh, 2022 11 months of no drinking holy shit and, you know taking that obligatory you know smoke after you drank about three beers and you're like ah smell gas thing right you know uh, yeah 11 months sober and then uh, that was that was February. I did it. So February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, and right, yeah, November, December area. Then I then I was like, oh man, I, I had a, I got it's one of those things where oh, I'll just have a Guinness every weekend. Yeah, they went they went into like, yeah, I'm back basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm back, but uh, but not. You know, I have a, I have a week. So for the last two weeks, I stopped and doing an exercise program. You know, I'm not, I'm I'm always a little late to 
pack my suitcase and start the exercise program and but I worry about my voice obviously I don't look worry about my my looks I got a social media uh, girl that's watching over me lately and she goes uh, you have to do that where I just did some advertisement thing and I go hi this is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big and I'm playing a rock and soul solo tour in South America and blah 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 and she goes and you're wearing a sweatshirt <laughs> and, and yeah and you're wearing a sweatshirt and you're wearing your track pants and there was a mustard and, stain on the uh, sweatshirt yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and I always look at myself like I'm just I've never been like the big dresser dude I wear, I wear a black shirt and like you know a thousand different scarves every tour yeah, and they go, oh, well, if it was a different colored scarf, they won't notice that I'm wearing the same fucking shirt for the last <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so, yeah, yeah, she goes, you wear a sweatshirt, track pants, and, and she goes, yeah, you look like a slob. And to me, I'm like, like I, I've never been a like, big fancy dresser. I wore all those stupid leather jack, leather stuff and the, and the flames on the pants and the and the big poofy hair and the big pirate shirts and shit back in the 80s, 90s. Nowadays, it's just, I'm just like, you know, the, not a boy next door anymore, but like the old man next door. <laughs> the and, creepy and, old man next door. Well, I'm not a creepy well, old not man, creepy. I guess. Anyway. <laughs> hey. Oh well, well, I'll, we'll do another interview for that one. But I'm the yeah, creepy I'm the, uh, bald the guy. <laughs> so, hey, I'm the creepy I'm the old guy in my boy. neighborhood. Don't don't worry. We're in we're in good okay, company. Hey. Okay, I'll get stop. off that bridge. Don't jump. Uh, <laughs> get off that bridge. Okay, this is my uh, this is my format. So yeah, I'm just the, like the normal guy, kooky, crazy normal guy next door, and you know, and that's how I look at it. I mean. Look, I guess I shouldn't be wearing a sweatshirt in, in the, you know, advertisement. I'm trying to get people to go to my show and I look like a slob, but I'm one with the people. <laughs> the average guy look. I mean, average Joe. Yes. And, but, you know, I, but, and then, like, Clark Kent, and then I have superpowers at, at night. I don't know. <laughs> you do. You do. I used to say stupid shit like that in the 80s. That, that still, that still never worked. <laughs> well, dude. There's something huge going on for you. I've seen pictures. I've seen posts. And uh, oh. Mr. Big is going to oh, do something. We should have called it Mr. Huge. Mr. Huge. Mr. Huge. Yeah, there's there's some big things happening. And we've been planning it for a good year. I just couldn't talk about it. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't, I'm glad. I did talk a little bit about that, yeah, we're gonna tour, we are gonna do our thing, but I, I only said, because all I knew was just there was only gonna be like a handful of shows. I didn't know there was gonna be a big world tour. So, but we were talking about it. Me, uh, Billy, Paul, and our manager, Tim, uh, we decided we're gonna go and start playing and you know we also talked a lot about Pats and, and all that and, and then we just Tim goes I you know this this should probably be it and I've been kind of the Mr. Big cheerleader for all my life in the in this band going come on man we need to do a tour and we need to do a record and we keep this train going and and 
you know, Billy, he's got a million irons in the fire with how winery dogs are kicking their ass. I mean, I don't know if you've been paying attention to that, but there you are. I just wrote him the other day saying, thank you for keeping Rock alive, Bill. You know? Yeah, yeah. They're doing great. Uh, and then Paul doing, he's got a new... Dio tribute thing. Metal format. Oh, dude, he's got this album, like a, a songs of Dio, and it's and it, but he plays the. He, he's he's raised the bar on himself, man. He's he's he gets great every year. Anyway, he's got stuff he's doing, and then me, you know, I got the solo stuff, Avantasia, uh, the rock and metal opera thing that I'm in, and then and then you know playing the music, Mr. Big. I've been doing it for so long. And I, and I have made a little bit of money, and I, my whole big, um, for my whole thing was, I'm gonna make enough money to put my kids through college, and and make my all my wives happy, <laughs> <laughs> and not pick on me, you know. Yeah. And 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 they'll and they're sweethearts. They'll take care of me in certain things, you know. I still can't pay my own bills, but. Um, and I just want to be happy and comfortable, and you know, still doing the occasional gig or tour once in a while. I mean, I just can't get that out of my my blood. I have to do it. But when he goes, yeah, this should be it. And I and everybody came up with some different ideas, and I and I thought, well, I was thinking about a movie director, and I go, you know, uh, the guys getting together, uh, trying to find the end of the movie slogan or something we need a big finish and as I told uh, the guys like how a big finish and they go yeah we love it and so that's it it's gonna be <clears throat> it's gonna be all those dates that you saw in, the, in our press release that came out it's surreal to me to me to see Mr. Big and it's just those three guys left you know it's yeah weird, but I'm but you know I looked at it and I go, oh, that looks cool. Something's missing. And uh, there's a handful of dates in Japan and Southeast Asia. And, there, and some are being, some some new ones are coming in as well, some festivals. Oh, nice. Mainly in, mainly in Asia. And then January, February, March, who knows how long it'll go, will be the United States, Europe, and South America. And I'm not saying even in that order, but those are, we're, that's what we're going for. And and then when it's over, it's over. It's over. We're not doing. We're not going to stretch it out and do the Kiss Motley Crew. We're not going to do that. I mean, I would love to do that. And I'm thinking, but now nobody wants to do that. Everybody just wants to, you know, make the words not wash your hands of it. It's just basically close that book you know? yeah it, and it's, it's time it's time god look it's been five years since we did anything and even when we got back together in 2009 we did our what if album and then that i would say like a year or two later we did the next album and then another year later we did the next time we only and we didn't tour that long and we paul was really concerned about just making it painless for everybody let's not go let's not kill ourselves on the road I mean it was it, there were times it was like really really difficult to be out on the road forever I mean I, I think about that all the time where I, here I'm putting my kids through college 
and I I barely even remember their high school years. I wasn't around, you know. Yeah. So, <coughs> was there any I talk? Didn't one, I didn't oh, miss one birthday though. Oh, that's awesome. Dude. Go ahead. Well, was there any talk of maybe doing a, a probably not a full record, but anything new music-wise? Yeah, I mean, I want I that's the cheerleader in me. I want to do a record. It's just the, the availability of the guys in the band, you know. Oh, dude, I would love that one. Just your 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 final record in this. You could call it the big finish, <laughs> and then make the tour the big finish. If if there's any way to do yeah. it, I mean, I as mean, a fan, gonna... I love the music so much, and you guys, when you got back together, the music was so solid. So I kind of feel yeah. cheated that you know you're gonna go out, and I don't have any more new music from you, but. I'm going to be there, you know that, because I love the band, but that's a there's shame. A, hey, there's a, there's a boatload of great rock and roll songs, and plus we're going to do the Lean Into It album in its entirety. Entirely? Entirety? Entirety? And, entirety? How do you say that? Entire. Entire, entirety. Now you got. <laughs> that's what I said. Entirety. <laughs> yes, entirety. Die, die, entirety. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, um, and that are songs that I haven't done in years like Lucky This Time My Kind of Woman Never Say Never I haven't sung Road to Ruin in quite some time but it's gonna gonna be the whole cause it's you know a Daddy Brother Alive and Kicking Just Take My Heart To Be With You Green Teen and Sixties Mind is always on the set list yeah since 1991-92 but those other songs I haven't done in years mainly because they're so freaking high Hey, look, my balls dropped in when I was 40. So I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can get, like... Like, was like... Open your heart And that's falsetto. And yeah. Mickey Mouse sounding... But that's how high this damn thing is. So we're going to probably change some keys. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Who gives a shit? It's going to be... Yeah, I'm not... No one's fooling anybody when you hear some of these artists and they're, they're singing up there and they're going, holy shit, it still sounds like... It's great, but obviously some... Tom Foolery, some some trickeries happen. Tom Foolery, yeah. Tom Foolery. There are some. Are, I mean, Jeff Soto, he can still sing like the best of them. And there's, I mean, in Aventasia, I play with Jeff Tate, and yeah, Jeff still he sings, has he sings so high, my ears prick up like a Doberman. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw him recently. I was like, fuck, he's still got it, man. And oh. Still got it. It's crazy, man. Crazy. I when, when I'm on the when I'm on the road with Arbitation. And no offense to Jeff, but he knows too. And I've told his wife Susan the same thing. But I tell the road manager of Arbitation, I go, please don't put me on the same floor as Jeff, because he he does a he does a voice lesson like for hours and hours. Hey, look, I should be paying attention to this guy. I probably had bar going. Shut that guy up! But, um, <laughs> he, he 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 does voice lesson all day long. So it's like yeah, wah! all this all day long, and I'm usually the room right next to him. I think they they do that on purpose. But I go, oh, please, please don't do that, guys. You drive me nuts. And then same thing with Michael Kiske from uh, Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was. And I did Aventasia when I when I first got in the band. He was the, the high, really super high singer. Now we have Ralph Shapers from um, Primal Fear. Uh, Primal Fear, and yeah, great guy. 
hey, bro, you see that guy coming down a dark alley, man. You you run and hide. That fucker's buff, dude. Pants first. <laughs> You'd be running with pants, <laughs> but yeah, but he's sweet. But if you know him, you talk to him. Greatest guy ever, sweetheart. But can sing like he's boy that vo vocal muscle. He's Superman. And same thing with Jeff Tate. But when Michael Kiske was in the band for I don't know maybe four or five years before me, uh, he has an interesting vocal warm up. He's, he loves Elvis Presley. Really? And he sings Elvis Presley songs like all day long in the dressing, dressing oh, room. Oh, oh, I got to oh, like it. The other people are like, oh, God, please stop. <laughs> no more teddy bear. No, he's like, oh, he was like, I remember this too. Every day, every day you walk in the dressing room an hour and a half before the show and be like, oh, you lonesome tonight. <laughs> And he was, he, he sounds just like Elvis. But that's how, how he'd warm up. The same thing with another guy, Yorn Landy. Oh, Yorn's awesome. Phenomenal. Has this sort of Roddy James Dio quality. He sang uh, with Yngwie, I think, after Jeff, maybe. But um, Yorn Landy, he does that same thing. And he's like, but he does like, uh, standards like chances are, you know, like really, like, yeah, he doesn't. He goes, I like coffee, I like you, like, you no, know, he goes, smoke gets in your eye, <laughs> and he has this, and he goes, ooh, you, and has this funny kind of thing backstage because most of them are all, you know, the, the singer drinkers were all like, yeah, you know, we're <laughs> all screaming and trying to get that. I, I do the same thing. Every time, and if and I know it's going to be a good show, and here it is. This is my ritual. Woo! Lord have mercy. If I can hit that, woo! And it doesn't come out. Uh, it doesn't come out like uh, you know. I sound like a Chesterfield queen. Um, and I say, Lord have mercy. If I do that, I, I, I can kick ass that night. Nice. Ah, I know your ritual, yeah, no, man. I know, I know, I know. I mean, I have a vocalist and I have a warm up that I do, but the ritual. I'm, I think PJ probably was. I think he's got a recording of me. I'm looking around for a a place uh, to be by myself. Don't want to hang out with the band doing a vocal lesson. Michael Kiske or Jeff Tate or any of those uh, Dorian Landy, they don't care. They'll do it right in front of everybody. They don't care. Uh, but I'm walking down the hallway and PJ's filming me, and he goes. Here, here's a good place for you. There's a custodian closet. I went in there. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> oh, have mercy! I open the door. And I go, I'm good. <laughs> easy, easy. Well, do you know uh, another freak of nature? And I think the guy 70 is Klaus Mina. Dude, I saw <sighs> him live. He still sounds amazing. He did you? I just saw him live like recently. I played a played in Spain with Aventasia and Scorpions were on the bill playing a, another stage and I, I totally agree with you he's a, like and he still has that like he still has the same stick though you know it's like it's called the soul I remember back when he played in California he goes California oh man I gotta I, get, I, I don't know if I told this story before Mr. Bit, uh, 
Yeah, Mr. Biggs, opening to the Scorpions. Mm-hmm. Everything is very ancestral, too. And it comes around like Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees. Because after Mr. Big... No, before Mr. Big opening to the Scorpions on that Gorky Park, Winds of Change, whatever the tour that was, was Trickster. God <laughs> damn it. They're, they're always getting mentioned. God, it's like... Hey, are you in Trickster or are you in Mr. Big? You talk about them a lot. No, I'm fucking. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I, I love those. I like. I like them all. I like Pete and Gus and Steve and uh, PJ. But Steve and PJ and I have been friends for twenty something plus years, and and I play with these guys all the time. But I am not in Trickster. And, and even if you look at all these posters, it says. Eric Martin, the voice of Mr. Big, and featuring members of Trickster, or it'll say Trickster. And when I get on stage, I make it a point to say, hi, I'm Eric Martin, and these guys are the unfuckables. Or, or <laughs> yes. hi, I'm Eric Martin, and the and this Steve Brown and BJ Farley, aren't they adorable? The guys that smell like soup, you know, something to that effect. Just uh. to, I just want to let you know that we're friends, and we both... We, we all play together, but no, I'm not a trickster. Pete Lauren will always be in trickster. He's a great singer. Anyway, um, what am I? Where am I at? Where am I? Well, we talk, you're talking about a great singer. Oh, we were talking about Klaus Mine in the Scorpions yeah, of Mr. Big. So, so Mr. Big, and we're at Cal Expo in Sacramento, California. We're playing this gig, and my mother lived in Sacramento, so I. After my sound check, I had a couple hours before my show, and I was leaving uh, the outdoor venue to go to see my mom. And Klaus and uh, Rudy are doing an interview with a local radio station, The Eagle or something, and out in the parking lot. And I'm walking by, and I'm sort of watching them. And they did this thing, man. I've heard them do this before. And they go, oh, God, close mind. I, I hope I never meet him. And he hears me say this kind of shit. Man. I don't mean this bad because I love the guy as a singer. But I'm going to have to tell you. He goes, and he'll go, I did not say this. Oh, you said it. I, I wish I had a, I wish I had my Super 8 film camera with me <laughs> back in the early, you know, the late 80s. Anyway, uh, because how did you get the name Scorpions? And, and Rudy goes, well, you know, the Scorpions, we have, it has a, a little stinger. And we have a little stinger. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, all I heard was that much. And I kind of looked. And, like, they thought it was kind of funny. I thought it was like, oh, my God. This is so funny. <laughs> anyway, I don't know even why I told that story. I some, hey, I should have a, sh- a segment on your show stupid trivia yes you know? dude you're in you're in every week just send me stupid a sound rock bite. trivia <laughs> yes. I got a I got a million of them but um and here's another <clears throat> Kevin Bacon situation uh, six degrees or seven degrees separation Klaus Mina uh did a song with Tobias Samet from Aventasia and it's their biggest hit He's done a bunch of albums, like heavy, heavy metal stuff, but one is kind of an AOR track called Dying for an Angel, mm-hmm. that he sings with Klaus Mata, and it's great. 
I think Eric Singer's on drums. This video's been out for a long time. And on stage, in my, my introduction of Bob and Tasia, that's my tune. They can't get, I'm that guy. I think I did say this to you once. I'm like the Swiss Army knife of rock. When they can't get Klaus Meine or, uh, uh, what's his name? Joe Lynn Turner or Biff Byford or, you know, any of these great rock and roll singers because they're doing their own thing. I got Eric Martin to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Eric will be free. Yeah, Dying for an Angel is my tune. America doing my own solo thing. I then fly to Germany after maybe 11 shows in South America, and then fly to Germany and rehearse with Aventasia, and then play one show in Oberhausen, Germany, with you know the usual suspects: great power metal band, Tobias Sammet, and then the singers will be me, Ralph Shapers, Roddy Atkins from Pretty Maid, Jorn Landy, Bob Catley from Magnum. Uh, Adrian Cowan, uh, singer, um, I can't remember her band, Seven Spires, and, uh, Ian Morgan, Herbie Langens, all these great, I know them all, they're all great singers from all over. Jeff Tate will hopefully be there. And, but, um, and then, and then fly all the way back to Sao Paulo, Brazil, and, and headline Summer Breeze. Oh, damn, That's dude. Yeah. And check this out. Another Kevin Bacon moment <laughs> on the bill. Because, you know, it, there's different stages. So on the rock stage, it's Avantasia and four, four or five other bands. And I don't know those other bands. I think some are Brazilian. I, I know a lot of the people in the metal world now, but uh, I don't recognize any of the bands except the one band that's playing right next to us, Winery Dogs. Oh, oh nice, God. nice. I know. I called. I talked to. I told. When I, I told you, I called Billy. I you know I, I talked to the guys a lot, and and even Richie, you know, as an old Mister Big alumni. Yeah. I I called 
him recently and said he sang his ass off in this new Winery Dogs album. And he goes, oh, do you like the album? And I go, eh, not every tune. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I'm just being honest. As Xanadu, I go, man, I was, I, it, it's, it's, it's okay, but I really like the song Mad World. And I go, God, you, you sing your ass off. You're amazing. And I go, I, I, I said, I go, where are you going on tour? And he goes, well, I'm going to Brazil. And I go, I'm going to Brazil. And he goes, what are you? And he goes, yeah, I'm playing Summer Breeze. I'm playing Summer Breeze. Anyway, it's going to be fun to, to see those guys. That, that might be a good photo op moment. Do you think with, you would uh, uh, go up on stage and do a tune? Or I'd probably no, no, it's... Yeah, it's Aventasia music and Winery Dogs music. No, I right. I, I wouldn't want to do that, but but you know I'll have to ask Mr. Portnoy. Hey, do you mind kind of scooting out of the picture a little bit? Me and me, me and the other two guys like taking a little pic pic. <laughs> yeah. hey, no, just make just make Mike take the picture. It's like Mike, we don't have a fourth. Can can you just take the picture for us, please? Oh, you might take that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I've done that before for two people before. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, they they really take our picture. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, man. Yeah, that was my next question to see what was going on with Avantasia. So, dude, you're fucking busy for what a good two months straight. Yeah, I mean, all last year. Oh man, looked great too. The whole eleven months of drinking, uh, the whole eleven months of stop drinking. I looked great, rocked out. All 2022, I toured all over South America twice uh, Europe and then like opened to Michael Schenker and did 23 days there but man yeah I've been touring a lot and I even said I'm going to tour so much 2022 so I don't have to do 23 I want to I want to hang out with my children you know my 18 year old sons and that, now you know I go I want to hang out with my kids and they're like too old to be hanging out with me anyway. Oh, yeah. dude, I know it. My daughter's nineteen. And our kids are real close in age. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's just I no, really hey, say no more. The people that are listening to this right now are going, yeah, they're totally, they totally get it. Yeah, eighteen. Oh man, yeah, they're too busy. But um, well, hey, they're on the hunt probably now. You know, the, the COVID yeah. years kind of, kind of like. And you have dollars. You definitely stymied that, but oh well. <laughs> she's not on the hunt. Thank God she's got a boyfriend. He's cool. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 young the, the, the men. On the hunt. <laughs> young men can be on the prowl and on the hunt. Uh, hell, on I'm 55 and I'm on the hunt constantly. On the prowl is creepy, Alan. <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, yeah. On the prowl, hunting that can that can be taken a lot of different ways. Prowling's kind of weird too. That could be taken the wrong way as well. All of that. It's not good. So, um. <laughs> Moving <but> on. I, <laughs> well, cool, man. Uh, I, was just, I was just saying that, um, 2023 was just going to be reserved for, you know, being a family man and doing the, you know, hanging out with the kids and taxi dad. And I went to all their basketball games, uh, so far this year that's awesome great oh man one there were both starters seniors they were really really good and my son dylan went to uh first team northern california all-star kind of guy i mean 
I was really impressed. It was fun to hang out. And it's so cool where it's not um, Eric Martin, Mr. Big. It's like when they introduce, you know, and introducing them for the starters of, the, of tonight's game from Terrell Linda High School, Jacob Martin and number 10, Dylan Martin. It's really exciting to hear my kids' names, you know, and they're in the newspaper and they're being talked about on Instagram. Yeah, I was jealous. Okay, I just want to tell you. Just- <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, congratulations. That's freaking awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. But I am, so all those times that I just want to, you know, every time I want to quit, they keep bringing me back. And so we see each other on weekends and, you know, and then I do my gigs. So I, I stopped doing the trickster gig stuff. TJ's going out with Fozzie soon. And uh, I, I thought, well, shit, if I'm going to do it, I'd I better do this as much as I can before June, and they, and they graduate in June. And then all of a sudden, I knew about the Mr. Big thing, but I didn't know what month we're talking about. And they go, July and August. Around then, I'm like, oh, is this going to be it? No, we're going to do next year, too. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Big, finish. Yay. We're, yeah, we just talked about we're doing... Talk, talking about finding a really cool place to rehearse as well so it's going to be in the Midwest and near um, our new drummer our new drummer uh, so hard I got to practice saying it fast because you know I go all those years ago when I go Mr. Big Mr. Bad Mr. Balzer from Buffalo, New York Billy Sheehan uh, you know Faster Than Speeding Bullet the whole Superman thing for Paul Gilbert our secret weapon, Pat Torpy, and I'm the one who wants to be with you. You know, the same shtick they've been doing for years. Yeah. And I, I want to say, like, and on drums, Nick Diver, <laughs> Nick Divergilio. You got to get that Diver. Jellio. Jellio? Churro. Diver. Churro. Jellio. The churro. I think it's. My favorite. No, it's not churro. You, you <laughs> hope. No, it's a. Uh, Nick Divergilio. And he's a guy, I didn't know, I know his band, he played in this progressive band, progressive rock band, I have no idea what progressive rock and roll is really, I mean, I think Like Dream Theater or something? Yeah, they're called Spock's Beard. Oh yeah, dude, they're badass. Yeah, they are badass, and I didn't really know of them, and I've been checking them out. This this call is a Paul Gilbert call, He, he really, he knows Nick and he likes Nick a lot good personality which is kind of a it's a that's part of the plus right being a man you know you gotta have a good hang but his main thing is like he's a great drummer but he can sing like a bird like a Pat Torpy oh nice you know and that that I was so excited about that and I even said this in the press release where I watched a video if I watch the video and then it also listens to my audio. I was telling you earlier about the song Lucky this time. It's on Lean Into It and it's super high. So Paul uh, did it a half step down, changed the key a little bit, half step down, but I, I can't tell. <laughs> and he, he sent it to Nick to have Nick play drums on it, kind of like a, an audition. 
And what Nick did was, and we, we wanted to hear him sing too, so I thought he was just going to sing a little harmony with it, but how can he sing harmony with it when there's no lead vocal? Paul did a whole different a new recording of it. And then what he did was, he sang the lead for, for the whole, he played drums, sang the lead, and sang all the harmonies. Not just one harmony that a drummer is supposed to sing, you know. Even Pat used to take my lead chorus vocal. Mm-hmm. So it would be like, you know, uh, jump into the fire, keep all of alive and kick it. That, that would be me on the record and then on, on the touring, Pat would do it. And then Billy would be like, jump into the fire, sing the high and Paul would sing a, a lower, a mid, or a, another part and so we were assuming that he would he would just take a harmony or sing sing the lead chorus no man he went above and beyond the call of duty and sang the lead and every one of the harmonies he like kind of he double tracked it yeah. you know, and when we were listening to it the first thing I say is he wants to audition for a drummer right because he ain't getting my job, <laughs> and, he, and you know, and I go, no, he, he's not taking your gig. He's just trying to be the drummer. Like, yeah, homie, don't play that. You know, what are you talking about, Willis? And um, yeah, and he kicked ass, and he did it on a couple other songs, and I was super impressed with him. And he, I don't know him. He's a really nice, lovable uh, person. They, everybody tells me, and Billy just sent me a picture. Uh, he was on the on, on the road with Winery Dogs, and he goes, "Hey, what a wonderful guy this guy is! We're gonna have such a great time, brother! Can't wait to do this!" And I'm looking at his picture, and I'm like, "Who's this guy?" I, don't, I never, you know, <laughs> you never even <laughs> seen I swear to God, I, I even wrote him back two days later, and I go, "God, I'm sorry. I've shown this picture to a few friends of mine." I go, "Okay, I recognize you." <laughs> I go, who's that? It's, it's Nick. I'm like, oh, we got funny. Nick Churro. Or Jellio. Nick DiVigilio. Churgelio. Churgelio. DiVigilio. That's a tough hey, one. So we, so we, have, we have two Irish guys. We have a Gilbert and a Sheehan. Uh, we have a kind of a mutt of an it- Italian Scott, uh, would be me. A, t- a little bit of Italian. My mother uh, was Italian, and uh, and then we obviously Nick Virgilio. I mean, come on, <laughs> he's uh, there's an Italian in there. I hear it. Watch him go. I, I am not Italian. What, what if he has an accent? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I I've never talked to him on the phone, but I've I've, I've seen a couple little videos, but. I didn't recognize him in this picture, but anyway, yeah, Nick is our new drummer. It's going to be, you know, Eric, Billy, Paul, and Nick. Well, you and stole the question. Matt. I was going to ask if it was Matt Starr again, but I don't know if Matt, Matt sang. It was more because Pat was still there singing on that last tour, you know. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. He was okay. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's done. I've heard him do Kiss songs, actually. I think he might have sang Love Gun or something with Ace Freely or something, but, uh, no, Nick is a legit, I mean, Nick's, hey, look, I'm patting myself on the back or, you know, but Nick is me, <laughs> you know. That's how I looked at Pat. 
Pat Torpy was an extension of me. Him and I harmonized so well. You know, I was yeah, yeah, did. He was Paul. You know, John Lennon, Paul McCartney. We just we had. He, he could read me too. You know, like there are some singers where you get on stage and somebody they're singing harmonies to how they listen to it on the record and not following you. There's a bunch of drummers that I would have I, I I wanted to be in Mr. Big uh, a while ago, but I didn't want to. This time, I didn't want to rock the boat, and I also didn't want to talk about it to everybody. I wanted uh, to keep the mystery going, and I like the fact that Nick did play with Paul. That's a you know, it's a big, you have to go through the gauntlet. You know, everybody has to judge. And when I heard Lucky this time, I went, "Oh man, that guy's phenomenal. He's and he's snare drum crack. Sounds just like Pat Torpy, which." When I did the press release, that's the first thing I said. I, that impressed me more. Hey, the thing about Matt Starr, he's great. Kind of more of a John Bonham type of player. And Matt just got in kicks. He's in kicks now? He's moving around. He is... He's the... Uh, do you know anything about football? You know things about football, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm a Dallas fan. Matt, Matt Starr is there. That's right. Well, Matt Starr is the Derek Carr of rock and roll. And, like, you know, Derek Carr, the quarterback, I think he just got signed to the Saints. Matt, Matt finds, I mean, like, shit, he played with Ace Freely. He played with, I think he played with the Trickster guys as well. <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> they get around. Oh! And now he's in kicks. And, God, man. Joe, show us! I love that stuff. Uh, I'm doing a lot of falsetto singing. Yeah, you are. Uh, you're, you're warming up. Guys, that's going to be your new thing. I'm warming up. Like, Breaking the watch! All right. <laughs> uh, no, that's going to be your thing, and then Jeff's going to say, uh, "Don't I don't want to sleep next to uh, Eric Strom. He's doing this falsetto shit for hours. It's driving me fucking crazy. Oh. And nobody wants to be on the same floor as me anyway, because I, 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 I yell and scream in my sleep. That's what they tell me. <laughs> Wow. I used to get like, people, they'd pass me by on the tour bus and they'd like hit the curtain and they'd go, shut up! And you'd be like, well, mumbling away and yelling and screaming. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus! Boy, what's going on with Eric? Oh, he's asleep. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, shit, man. Uh, anyway, a lot of st- yeah, I, I, there's a lot of st- stuff you got there. Yeah, we, we, we've had a chat. This It wasn't a therapy session that we thought it would be, though. Uh, therapies. I just told these comedian people uh, about, you know, do you like doing interviews? And I go, I don't. I don't. When the red light comes on, I kind of shut up. I don't. I don't like it. But if I feel like I'm talking to my therapist or my bartender, then it feels super comfortable. Like you, I. I don't. <laughs> I don't look at you as therapy anymore. Maybe that was. I think that was Genghis. You're more of a bartender. <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm the goofy boy. Well, we went through therapy because uh, shit, man. I think we talked, and it. I think it may have been texting when I was going through my divorce shit, and you actually gave me a lot of great devo- uh, advice during my divorce, and that was my therapy. I like to chew your leg off to get out of the trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that was. Well, I think it was. I was on that ledge about to jump jump off one day, and we had been texting. You're like, "Hey, what's up, brother?" And we were just talking. And you're like, 
don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, do that, but don't do any of those other things. And I, I took yeah. your advice. Yeah, because don't you have kids? Yeah, yeah, I got the, my daughter, she's 19. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, she's older now, but, you know, my thing is, oh man, I, I do it on stage, I kind of take the piss out of my ex-wives, you know, like, oh yeah, I wrote this song about this one, and I wrote this, <laughs> this song about this one, and I'll, I even have this song that I do called Fragile. we could tell and I talk about it being a midlife crisis song and but then I say midwife cry crisis song you know and, uh -huh. and, and get the laugh and then I, I get home and I go you know it's better to I get a, I get along better with them my wives my wives like I'm fucking plural. you're plural uh, sir <laughs> <laughs> I get along with wives, the sister wives. <laughs> uh, you know, I get along with wives better now than I did, you know. I'm like, hey, I am no easy person to get along with, man. I, I mean, like, flying off the handle and so, you know, keep the coffee away from me because I'll just go completely bonkers. But, yeah, I got too much to say. That's my problem. A lot of, you know, Mr. Big Mouth foot, Mr. Big Foot in Mouth. So, uh, yeah, better get along with everybody. It's better for every. It's better for every. And also take, you know, it's not just you being in a bad mood. They're in a bad mood too. So, let them vent. You know. Anyway, I don't know what your dynamic is, but so far so good for me, man. I just, I just, uh, yeah, everything's good here. Oh, dude, I'm good. I'm good too. I've had. I have stories. Next time we see you, well, I'll give you a little bit more feedback on the stupid shit I do. But I'm, uh, I got a girlfriend now, and I'm settling down somewhat. So we'll see what happens. Hey, Tiger on the cage. Once I got divorced and after COVID was over, yeah, I got fucking nuts and did a bunch of stupid shit that I guess I kind of regret, or maybe oh. it was just a good life experience. It was not the best thing, best uh, life choice. Hey, I remember when you. You were really worried about finding a companion. Yeah. You know? 
I mean, and, and you, you thought, oh, fuck, because I mean, you'd been with this one woman for a really long time. And I know, man, when you get older, it, it ain't, you know, in, even in my rock world, you know, you can't, it, you don't have the same game. You don't look the same. No. <laughs> you know, and, and also you lost touch with the game. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? That doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you an angel? Did you just fall t fall down from the sky to me? That doesn't usually work either. That's <laughs> no, no, no. That never works. But either, it, and I'm making a joke. Hey, good looking. Wish you had cooking. I'm like, I think my dad said that. That's how my that's how my mom got hypnotized. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah. You don't have the same game anymore. No. And, and so, oh yeah, gosh, I, I know, <laughs> I was kind of this is so sad, I can't believe it, I'm even talking to you about this kind of stuff, but like, yeah, widows and divorces, you know, that was my speed for a long time, and, oh god, I'm, I'm just, I, right now, I'm in a really good, happy, comfortable place, you know, not committing and also not, uh, <laughs> I'm not like my boys. I'm not on the hunt. I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if I should say this. I know something. Uh-oh. Well, I know something. About me? About me? Well, I, not you. Somebody, I know someone in a Latin American country that would die to meet you. And die as I think she would marry oh, yeah. you on the spot. Yeah, Al, Alan, what's going on here? Are you, are you are you being like this is your new show, rock and roll pimp? <laughs> hey man, I I like that. I got a new angle. No oh seriously. Oh my god, dude. Oh, and, and she's on the phone right now. Hi, Eric. And then and then oh. yeah, they're like hello. There you go. Total pain, Eric. <laughs> they were like, and then, then you could say, during the COVID years, I uh, sent away to, to learn how to be a priest. And I'm a priest, and I'm going to marry you <laughs> on, on this radio broadcast. <laughs> yes. Dude, stranger things could happen. Hey, I see. You know, he, and this is the nightmare. This is why I fucking yell and scream in my sleep, man. This kind of shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, well, dude, I'm sure, like, probably Japan or anywhere in Asia where you guys are huge, there's probably women like that there, too, that are just like, oh, Eric, I, I could be his wife. I hope they don't sound like that, but... <laughs> oh, God. That'd be great. That'd be great. Like, who's Eric? First married again to Minnie Mouse. <laughs> But she's hey. hot! No, I'm kidding. But she's hot.
there's no honeydew list there's no chores <laughs> I basically I either live in shit or clean up after my own shit <laughs> exactly exactly well what, are the boys clean or are they, they my daughter's so fucking filthy man I'm like I just want to kind don't of you, nice, clean say the this the, yeah no no they are they're like their mother Huh. Was, oh, you know oh what? My, my daughter's like my her mother. mother when it comes to cleaning. There is no ethic. Yeah, no, no, Jake, Jacob is a Jacob is a slob like I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll go on the, I'll go even in my my master bedroom and I'll look and I'll, they're clothes all over the floor and I'm like, what? Jacob, pick this shit up. You know? <laughs> but and I go, it's basically me. <clears throat> but yeah, Jacob's kind of a slob. Dylan, you know, he's like his mother. I mean, he'll probably get an apartment when he grows up and have roommates, and then he'll probably do the uh, dust glove test on him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's funny, man. Well, shit, dude, I'll let you go. Um, it was great catching up, man. Do you, I guess you'll have, do you have any dates in Texas, like, you know, solo or, I know Mr. Big, that's still next year planning stuff, but. Do you have any idea when you'll be back to Texas? I, I don't. I don't. Okay. I, you know, Nashville is the closest I'm getting anywhere. Um, and then you'll be in Europe for, and Latin Yeah, for America. a while. Yeah. Okay. Europe. I know. I'm be let, let, well, I'm, I'm going to Latin America, South America, like all over that area. And then go to Europe. And then when I come home, then I'm going to Asia. Right, and then after that, I'm going to do a solo tour, another solo tour, but back in Europe again, England, you know. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be gone again. But I, but January, February, March, I'm telling you, I'm sure Texas is on the list. I remember I, the things I put on the list was I really, because it's 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 the big finish, it's the end, it's over, kaput. I. I really want to play in San Francisco. I haven't. We haven't done that in so many years. So play in my hometown. Definitely, uh, you know, New York, New Jersey, Boston, uh, Philadelphia. Um, I think uh, you know, I want to play. Yeah, obviously in the South, and then of course Texas is in there. Depends on whether it's going to be Houston, Dallas, or. Abilene, no, I don't know. Fort Worth, who knows? Corpus Christi. <laughs> Corpus Christi. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no. No. Okay, what the hell? I used to play. Uh, is it Fort Worth? What's the what's the like yeah, Fort Worth? really close to Mexico? Oh, to like, Mexico? Really, uh, like so border town. Uh, Midland, Texas, Odessa, Pecos. Odessa, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, I played Odessa, and like, you know, oh man. I remember playing uh, Arizona when I was younger, and I went to Mexico for the first time. It was Nogales, right? I think it was uh-huh. Tucson. In Nogales, Mexico, came back, you know, with souvenirs. Basically, a hangover that has lasted for fifty years. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, shit, man. And well, some kind of weird tattoo of a uh, <laughs> of a baby's <laughs> arm holding an apple. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got sentimental value, so you don't want to get a, like burnt off now. Yeah. Well, they were Mr. Big had shoes. 
Oh god, I've seen that too. Read it. A lot of people, a lot of major Mr. Big fans with tattoos that hat and shoes and the lyrics that uh, this one girl's got like super fantastic written on her. Um, this one girl in South America, I, she was 23, 24 years old. She came up to me and she said, my mother loves you. And I go, okay, I've heard this my, forever, yeah. you know. And it's sweet, you know. My mother loved you. My mother grew up with Mr. Big and all the 80s, 90s rock and roll bands. And my mother, I don't know if she said she passed away or not, but I wanted to, I grew up with your music from my mother. And I have a tattoo, and I go, oh, cool, and I'm thinking hat and shoes, or yeah. I've seen a live and kicking around one dude's neck, I've seen Addicted to that Rush, and, you know, I've seen it all, and this this young lady had a picture of me oh, wow. on her back, her whole back is me, Oh wow. and with green eyes and a whole bit, and, and, and she was like five, four, five, five, and her whole back is me. Oh, okay. shit. I I couldn't I don't know what to was say. she was she was she smaller was she bigger or a smaller girl? No, she was just a short, stocky girl. You know, just a cute, stocky little oh. younger twenty-three year old. Well, I was just gonna make a joke. Yeah. If she got really fat, then your face would just like really get big. It would look like it does now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? Fuck you. All right. <laughs> Hey, I tell you to fuck off right now, but you're too good of a friend. No, have you ever I'm seen not. That's My Boy, where uh, guy Adam Sandberg has like new kids on the block or somebody on his back, and then he got when he got the tattoo, he's like ten, and then when he grew up, they're like all like misformed and everything. It's kind of funny. <laughs> new fat kids on the block. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, no, no, man. You know, I. It looked better than I looked at that moment, looking at the at her. <laughs> just looking at her shirt, and I go, "God, I look good." <laughs> and I go, and she goes, "Yeah, I just I love your voice. I love your your look. I love your vibe back in the day." And I'm like, "Oh, God, I'm so flattered." Anyway, I'm, I was touched. I even have a picture of it. Oh, dude, that's pretty I awesome. I do have it. I, you know, kind of just one friend of mine. Uh, I shouldn't even bust his balls. I, I this one guy, this guy, he, uh, I don't even want to say it, man. No, he, he, he liked me back in the day, and he put he put a hat and shoes on his arm, and Mr. Big on it. And then I think I, we had a falling out, and he and he got the tattoo removed. Oh shit! Anyway, yeah, maybe he'll get it back in July and August. Yeah, All maybe right. so. Um, uh, before I let you go, man, what do you want to tell the fans out there, brother? What do I want to tell the fans after? This is the part where I get a little tongue-tied. I've been talking for two and a half hours. And you get a piss. You. And then I get, I, get, I totally get a piss. <laughs> and I, you know, I need my hands right now. Uh, where I want to tell the, the fans out there, you know, like I always do, thanks for keeping the torch burning for me and keeping Rock Alive, which I told Billy Sheehan the other day, thanks for keeping Rock Alive with the winery dogs. But... Um, we're not going down for this 10 couch in rock and roll. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> all those years of people saying, rock is dead. Yeah, when you look at iTunes and you look at the um, formats on, on things, and rock is way at the bottom of all this other music genre. 
that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. We're, we're, you know, we are, we are, uh, Flintstone kids. No. <laughs> we are the world. We're gonna, we are still kicking ass. Yes. And taking names. I know I'm the worst slogan guy, but yeah, rock and roll is not dead. We're still alive and I'm so proud to say that I'm, I'm sad that it's the big finish and it's over, but I'm so proud that we're coming back and rocking out for you. Me, Billy Sheehan, and Paul Gilbert, and Nick Dervigilio on drums. Your so favorite pizza guy. Us. I Nick Dervigilio. I got it down. <laughs> Nick. Like little Nicky. Hey, Doran, Nicky. Dervigilio. Yeah, there you go. That's what you do on stage. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll... I'll, I'll I'll get back into my New York roots and go, hey, Donna, Billy Sheehan from Buffalo, New York. Uh, you got uh, Paul Gilbert? Uh, <laughs> that's a joke. That's how he, I, I told him that's how he's going to sound when he does his audio book for his uh, books that he writes. Yeah. Uh, this is Joey Casada. <laughs> um, yeah, so you got, uh, you got your Paul Gilbert, you got your Billy Sheehan. And on drums, Nick, Nicky D. Nicky D. There you go. You you nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, I yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I Eric, I, uh, so great talking, I, I my plead, friend. Nice talking to you. I plead the fifth. Uh, I'll drink a fifth in your honor. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk again. You know, I'll put Texas in the hat. Okay. Please do. All right, Alan, give my, give my best to uh, your new gal and the spirit of Genghis. You got it, brother. Genghis lives. <laughs> Genghis uh, lives. Thanks, Eric. Take care, brother. See you, man. Bye. Bye.